Um, we, on the third Sunday of the month, we have a healing service. And so in keeping with that practice, we're going to um, uh, be teaching on divine healing tonight. Divine healing. The title of my message is, Healing is a Done Deal. Everybody say that. So we know that God don't only want us to be healed and whole, God also wants us to walk in divine health. You know that uh, uh, the uh, apostle Peter, he stood up in the book of Acts chapter 10, and he said this. He says, how God, everybody say how God, <laughs> anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power. Everybody say power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. So God was with Jesus. And if you're a believer, God is with you. <laughs> God is with you. And, and we know that uh, healing is high on God's priority list. Because if you uh, study the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, we see that much of his ministry was about healing people. So he went in the synagogues, he went in the villages, teaching about healing and then demonstrating. And the Bible says that he did this uh, over and if, you, if you've uh, read the uh, Gospels, you see how Jesus did it over and over again. Because God don't want to see anyone in that condition of being oppressed with any type of a sickness. I said he doesn't want to see anyone in that condition. That was one of the reasons that the Lord Jesus went to the cross. He took sickness. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So everything that he did on the cross, it was for us. Everybody say it was for us. Say it was for me. So Jesus spent much of his time healing people in his ministry. So we want to talk about uh, some of those things that he did, and we're going to see in the Word of God, uh, you know, some examples of Jesus uh, healing people. Because I want you to know that the presence of the Lord is here tonight. I say the presence, if you have not already experienced it, turn up your expector. <laughs> the presence of the Lord is here tonight to heal. To deliver. Amen. Where two or three of us are gathered together in his name. Let me see. One, two, three, four. There he is in the midst. So we are aware of the presence of God. We're sensitive to the, to the spirit of the Lord here tonight. But the, the, the subject matter tonight is healing. And that's what we're going to get. If you came here and you have any type of ill condition, I am going to say you're going to leave a different person. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is present to heal tonight. 
So I want you to turn in your Bibles to um, the third John. Third John, we use this verse of scripture a lot in um, our offering. But we're going to look at it here. Third John, uh, verse 2. Third John 2, and I'm going to read that from uh, the New King James Version. Third John, verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Everybody say, be in health. Be in health. So he says to be in health. So it's not just about you being healed, but it's about you being in health. In health. That you prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. Everybody say, as my soul prospers. prospers. Verse 3. For I rejoiced greatly when when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Notice that the Apostle John says here, that my children walk in the truth. Well, if we are going to walk in the truth, that means that the truth has to be in us. Would you agree? So we could really say it like this, uh, where he says that I have no greater joy that my children walk in truth. We could say that I have no greater joy that my children live in the truth or live in the word. (laughs) Because it's the word of God that brings the health, that brings the healing, that brings the restoration. You know, I, love, I, I like this, this, this uh, quote by F.F. Bosworth. Uh, uh, he wrote a book called Christ the Healer, right? He was a mid-1900 uh, evangelist and faith healer. And he said this. He said that the, the, the life of God received in sufficient measure lives itself. Come on, think about that. Or we could say it this way. The word of God received in sufficient measure lives itself. The word. The word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It brings health and healing and wholeness, strength. The life of God received in sufficient measure lives itself. I recall this has been a number of years ago, uh, um, a few years after I was born again, right? And I was um, sitting at my desk, and I'm just, uh, you know, reading and studying the, the, the Word of God, right? And, and I started to experience uh, this uh, 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 clutch in my throat, and it really was beginning to get painful. And the, long, uh, the, the longer I sat there, the more painful it got, Right? I'm hearing the word. And here it is. Here it is. The enemy comes to, in, to endeavor to inflict pain on me, right? So, you know, me with my spiritual self, I got up and I went to the medicine cabinet, right? And I, <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at this medicine and I'm reading the instructions on, on this, uh, this medication, right? And the Holy Spirit spoke up and he says, just like you're reading the instructions on that bottle, you go to my word, and I'll heal you. I put the medicine back in the cabinet, <laughs> and I got back in the word. The next morning, I had no signs of any of that. The word of God received in sufficient measure 
lives itself. We're talking about the word of God. Can y'all get excited about the word? The word of God. So, so here in 3 John, he says that I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. In the truth. There's too many believers who are walking in the lie. Because the lie says that, you know, you have this pain, you have this sickness, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, well, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm going to deal with it with the word. And if I get the word in me, in sufficient measure, come on, y'all, y'all out there. If I get the word in me in sufficient measure, then that word is alive. It's alive. It's powerful. Amen? So, so I'm going to say this, and I know it's basic uh, uh, biblical understanding, right? And that is, the word of God is the will of God. Say that. The word of God is the will of God. So, so, so uh, we could say it this way, because the, 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 the word of God, uh, having knowledge of the word of God, then you have knowledge of the will of God, right? So uh, the word of God is the will of God. It's the will of God. So whatever you see in the word, that's God's will. Amen? If in true, the word of God is uh, the will of God, right? So we want to get the word. We want to get the word uh, on the inside of us. We want to get the word uh, down in us. We want to get the word in a place where it's going to work. I said work. <laughs> so let me, let's turn to uh, uh, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to read verse 17. Verse 17. This is the uh, New King James Version. It says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand. Everybody say understand. Understand what the will of the Lord is. I'm going to read that from the uh, Amplified Classic Edition, uh, verse 17 of uh, chapter 5 Ephesians, it says, Therefore do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish. That's interesting, isn't it? But understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Now we know uh, there in uh, Proverbs 4 and verse 7, it says that wisdom is the principal thing, right? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, Get wisdom. Everybody needs some wisdom. Amen. He says, therefore, get wisdom. But in all of your getting, he says, get understanding. <laughs> get understanding. So it's not just about, uh, you know, uh, uh, breezing across the uh, word of God and just reading it. It's about getting an understanding of the word of God down on the inside of you. Because that is when the word works. So he says, get understanding. Get an understanding of what the word of the, of the Lord is. 
Well, the word of the Lord, uh, there's, it, there's so much in the word of God. There's so many things that the word of God has to say to us, and it's all for our benefit. Who's that said amen? Can I get a corporate amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, I want you to turn uh, to uh, Matthew chapter 8. And we're going to look in the, in the Word of God and we're going to see that not only does God provide the Word for us where we can get an understanding, but God shows us how we can receive His Word but also how we can apply his word. Amen? Amen. So look at uh, Matthew 8, Matthew chapter 8. And I'm going to read this from the uh, New King James Version, uh, verse 16. Verse 16. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many, everybody say many, many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all, say all, who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So here he says that Jesus, he healed all, right? All that were sick. All that were sick, he healed them. Turn to uh, Matthew 4. Just a couple of chapters, a few chapters back. Matthew 4 and verse 23. We're going to read that from the uh, New King James Version as well. In Matthew 4, 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, paralytic, and he did what? Healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and through Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So it says that Jesus healed them. Here he tells us that Jesus uh, healed them during his earthly ministry. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus has not changed today. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and how long? Forever. So Jesus has not changed, and Jesus has no respect of person. He didn't have a respect of person then during his earthly ministry, right? And he does not have a, a respect of person today. But I, I would take that further, and I would say he has no respect of sickness or disease either. Because the Bible says here that he healed all. He healed all sicknesses. He healed all diseases. He healed all the people that was brought before him. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, if he was the same yesterday, he's going to be the same today. 
<laughs> if he was uh, same two, uh, the same two weeks ago, he's going to be the same tonight. I said the spirit of the Lord is present to heal tonight, Amen. this night. And, and so we, we see that uh, Jesus, he went about healing all. Now, now this is the interest, interesting thing, is that Jesus not only healed those who were in covenant with God, but he healed those outside of the covenant of God. Amen? Y'all, were, y'all remember uh, uh, the woman of, of Canaan there in uh, Matthew 15? Y'all remember her, right? She came to Jesus and asked for help, right? And she, she, she says to Jesus, my daughter, she was demon-possessed, and she was being uh, afflicted by demons, right? And the Bible says that when she came to Jesus initially, uh, the Bible says that uh, Jesus didn't say anything. And, and listen to his disciples. His disciples says, shoo her away. <laughs> shoo her away. Now, now, Jesus was not uh, a prejudice of this lady because she was outside of the kingdom. Jesus knew what her next statement was going to be. This is Jesus we're talking about. Y'all understand that, right? And so she cries out. She says, son of God, son of David, rather, have mercy on me. Help me. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. She cries out and says, help me. Okay, now there's a need there. She says her daughter is demon-possessed. So we know there's a need. And she's already cried out, right? And and she says, help me, right? But we're going to see how Jesus responded to this lady because uh, there can be needs everywhere and there are needs everywhere so it's not just about having a need it's not even just about crying out because Jesus tells uh, this woman he says I didn't come to give the bread of the children to little dogs right that's what he said y'all read the story correct I didn't come I'm not calling her a dog he did right and he says, I, didn't, I did not come uh, uh, to do that, to give the bread to little dogs. Now, listen to her response. Her response was, truth, Lord. <laughs> In other words, you are right. You didn't come to do that. And I will even be a little dog. But listen, Lord. The dogs get to eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table, right? The master table. She recognized who the master was. She recognized who the word was. The word received in sufficient measure lives itself. She recognized that this is the word. And Jesus' response to her was, Oh, woman. <laughs> now, he was not calling her old in age, 
because the Bible says that he was amazed at this. Oh, woman. And then he says, great is your faith. <laughs> I think sometimes we just need to humble ourselves. Sometimes we just need to be that little dog. <laughs> right? Great is your faith. And the Bible says that her daughter was healed that same hour. Boom. So, so, so he healed people. And that lady, she was outside of the covenant, covenant right? Of God. She was from Canaan. So, so, so he healed this lady, though she was outside of the covenant, right? And, and, and I, I, I can testify to that uh, first and foremost because of the word of God, right? The word. But also from personal experience, right? I, I, now, I'm, I know she had a daughter who was demon-possessed. I'm not saying I was demon-possessed. That's not why I can identify with it. I can identify with it because I was in a situation where I was outside of the covenant of God. Now, listen, whether you know it or not, so were you at one point. Right? So, so, so she was outside of the covenant of God. I was outside of the covenant of God, right? And I was living a, a, a life of crime and drugs and uh, reckless behavior. And I, 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 after an altercation one night, I ended up in the hospital uh, for five weeks in intensive care. And there was, I had back-to-back -back surgery, right? I shared this testimony, at least part of it. I had back-to-back -back surgery. And after the second surgery, the doctors, they gave up on me, and they called my family and says, prepare for his funeral, he's dying, right? Well, that was not good news. I'm glad I didn't hear that. <laughs> they called my family. <laughs> so, 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 you know, of course, that's not a good situ situation to be in. It's one thing to be dying and be in covenant with God, it's another thing to be dying and you're outside of the covenant of God. Now, I don't know whether you know it or not, but if you're outside of the covenant of God, that means that your destiny is hell. That's where I was headed. <laughs> so, so that was not good news. So they called my family, right? And my mother, my mother, <laughs> she did have a covenant with God. But this is what she did. She went and separated herself from the rest of the family members, right? Because they had panic. They was just losing it, right? She separated herself from the uh, uh, family members, and, and they told me that she went outside, and she looked to heaven, and just like that woman from Canaan, Canaan uh, she said, have mercy. Have mercy. And because of the grace of God, because of the mercy of God, because of her prayer of faith, because of her covenant with God, mercy prevailed. Can't you tell that mercy prevailed? I say, can't you tell that mercy prevailed? I'm standing here before you tonight. It's the mercy. Man, we... Look, no matter how much faith we think we have, we really should not put so much emphasis on how much faith I have because 
it's still the mercy of God. The mercy of God. Man, I, I, don't, think I, let a, I don't think I let a day pass without saying, I will bless the Lord at all times for he is good and his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. If you never experienced the mercy of God, let me help you out. If you're born again, you're in the kingdom of God, that's his mercy. <laughs> that's his mercy. So, so, so in the kingdom, out of the kingdom. In covenant, out of covenant, he heals all. I said he heals all. So how much more, y'all, If he heals those outside of the kingdom, how much more you being a child of God? And how much more now I'm being a child of God is he's not willing to heal you and me. And not only heal us, but keep us whole. Keep us whole. Can y'all say amen to the mercy of God? So turn, we quoted this earlier. Turn to uh, Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and we're going to look, we're going to look to uh, verse 38. We quoted it earlier. Y'all there? Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says this. New King James, or rather, this is King James. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus was anointed by God the Father to heal the sick, the Bible says here. There in uh, 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 John 6, 38, Jesus expresses the will of the Father. He says, I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me, right? And y'all might recall there in, there in John 14, uh, verse 9, he's talking to uh, Philip, right? And Philip says to Jesus, he says, uh, show us the Father, and that will suffice. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus says, look, Philip. Now, he's been with them about three years, right? He says, have I not been with you all this time and you still don't know who I am? Don't let him ask you that question. How long have you been born again? Have I not been with you, Darnell, all of this time and you still don't know who I am? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? For the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. We're one. And Jesus says that, that, that even, I don't even speak of my own authority. Talking about the Father, right? The authority of the Father. So, so what, what, because the Father dwelled in Jesus, he was simply saying, even the works that I do, it's the Father who does them. So what am I saying? I'm saying that it's the will of God, your Father, your Heavenly Father. Why am I, why am I uh, expressing this so much and why am I emphasizing this so much? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Right? 
so, so, so F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth, he also said this. He, says, he said that, that, that uh, um, a blessing received from God, he said, no, he said it's, it's impossible, actually. It's impossible to receive a blessing from God that you're not sure that he's offering. Impossible to receive a blessing from God that you're not sure that he's offering. So what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm just repeating it's the will of God for you. It's the will of God for you. And so we receive, if, we, if, if we're not sure that it's, it's, it's not God's will, then we can't uh, uh, confidently say it's mine, I have it now. We can't, we can't confidently say uh, this healing is mine. It's mine. So, so it's the will of God that you be healed. The will of the Father, the will of the Son, they're one, right? And so Jesus said he never did anything without consulting the Father. So Jesus is here tonight to heal. I said he's here tonight to heal. So he's always willing. Everybody say he's always willing. I think, I think that's, that's a lot of what we have to get um, uh, straight and, and clear that he's always willing to heal. And sometimes we put um, um, more of ourself in the struggle of trying to be healed uh, rather than just resting in him and understanding that he's always willing. Look, G G it's not like you, you're going to uh, some uh, financial institution, right, and you're asking them for a, a loan, Right? You're asking them for, for a loan. Now, you know that that institution has the power. You know they have the resources, right, to give you that loan. But then they do a uh, background check on you, and they find out that you have some discrepancies in your credit history report. And now they're not willing. Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus don't do any background checks. He don't do any credit history report. He, don't, he doesn't require for you. He doesn't require you to have an 800 uh, credit score. He doesn't require you to have an excellent credit rating. Jesus is always willing. I say he's always willing. I say he's always willing. The emphasis is on he's willing. He's willing. Always. Uh, let's go to 1 uh, Peter. Let's go to 1 Peter. Uh, chapter 2. We want to understand that healing, the, the reason I, I, I call this message uh, healing is a done deal because healing was accomplished in the atonement. Okay? 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, everybody say me, being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So we see Peter looking back uh, over 750 years of what Isaiah had prophesied, right? He's looking back at the cross, and this had taken place over 750 years, and he says that you were healed at that time. 
So if you were healed at that time, that means that you are healed at this time. 